2: Learn more at Marines.com
0: This is The Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler Colt Cabana
3: Alright, how you doing? Come on in, sit down, relax You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling A professional wrestling podcast It's a life podcast, it's a personal journal It's an entryway to the minds, and souls, the hearts, and lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling I am your host My name is Cole Cabana, I am a podcaster, I am a streamer, I am a newly found video game player, although I say newly, it's been since the pandemic, and it's probably been over a year and a half, I'm still shit, but I'm still decent, I mean I'm no Adam Cole, but I'm putting in the hours, I'm a guy who puts in the hours, most importantly though, I am a professional wrestler, and I am coming to you today live from my studio, apartment in Chicago, Illinois, before I go any further, there's a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast supported by people just like you. I give it to you whenever it comes out on Thursdays. The best way to support, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcast from. Tell a friend via social media, tweet something out, Instagram something out. Support on my Patreon, which is ad-free archives of everything, plus some bonus goodies over there. The best way to support, though, ColtMerch.com, digitalcult.com, T-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs, digital downloads, and brand new is my personal collection, Upper Deck Trading Cards. I will sign them and send them to you. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, I guess, but that's just a reminder for cultmerch.com. Before we get to our guest today, I am here to promote other podcast projects. The new podcast which is dependent on you calling in your anonymous wrestling stories, is called Wrestling Anonymous. And those are any kind of wrestling stories. It's a hotline podcast. It's very quick, very fun. And the other free podcast now available is available to binge. It's called Pro Wrestling Fringe. It's a series I did years ago that was behind a paywall. Now I have the rights and it's absolutely free. In order to promote it, I did a brand new one with Colin Hunter of Kayfabe News. And the story is called The Calgary Kids. It's about an 11-year-old Harry Smith, son of the British Bulldog, who wrestled along with three other teenagers in front of 10,000 wrestling fans on a WWF show in Calgary. Both are free. Just search Wrestling Anonymous and Pro Wrestling Fringe wherever you get your podcasts. And again, all shows, including this one, are ad-free on patreon.com slash Cabana. My guest today is Luther, Dr. Luther, who is a no-brainer to have on as a guest the man has been wrestling at a high level for a very long time and it shows the diversity of the all elite wrestling crew that we have. There's a lot of us and we are from all over the world, including this man who basically kind of made his name in Japan and now gets to bring the stories and the good times to the AEW locker room. Always welcome. He's a great person to have him and Serpentico have become such a fun little team. I think a lot of us were rooting for Luther and Serpentico, and I believe Tony had the idea to match these two together. And what a fun little match that they are. As far as my world, again, back in the day when I had these, I would tell you about the crazy adventures that I would go on all over the world. And those times have slowed down a little for me. Although this week, I mean, we had five shows in a row almost. And I did get to wrestle on two of them, including the Orlando tapings, which are so much fun. And not only that, I got to wrestle with my good friends, the Young Bucks. I've gotten to wrestle with them a couple of times in AEW, so it's always a pleasure These two are pros, and eventually the match will come out. Cutler was in there, too, and if I could say how much fun Brandon Cutler has turned into as a wrestler, my hope for him, and I said it to him afterwards, was I would like to wrestle Brandon Cutler in an arena show, two real silly boys (laughs) going at it. Another cool thing for me, and this is not just a plug, at ColtMerch.com, where you could pick these up from my personal collection, but I have some Upper Deck cards now, and I really didn't know how Upper Deck worked, They have put out like six different kinds of cards of me, which is so cool. I've had different trading cards over the years, but I'm going to say that this is the first official one. I'm also going to say that because I grew up collecting Upper Deck. Also, I was in the documentary, The Jack of All Trades, starring Stu Stone, talking about my love of Kirby Bucket and baseball cards as a kid. So I'm very familiar with Upper Deck. It's so cool to be on cards with Upper Deck. And I had so many friends and family that I thought this would be great to send it out to them. Get one of these cards, send it to them, send it to my buddies' kids, send it to my relatives. And I snuck on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Facebook group. And they mainly do figures, but they've jumped into the cards a little bit. And I said to them, hey, if you send me a card, I'll send you back a different kind of autograph. And they have such a fun community that they sent me so many cards. I had so many to send to everybody and I did have a bunch left over. I always assumed I would take these to shows and sell them at the gimmick table, but now there's just a lot. I have a lot now, so I'm selling them on cold merch, but I'm definitely keeping a bunch. A cool thing to have with me, of me, for me, for the rest of my career and the rest of my life and to just give to people in my life. I was never someone who had a business card. I always thought having business cards were real weird, but I think this will replace my business card. Here you go. Here's a Upper Deck Base Card Magazine Edition. Give me a call if you need also, here's a fun one. April 17th, it's a Sunday after the New Japan show in Chicago. Sunday afternoon, Art of Wrestling and Talking Shop, Co-Bill, a live Art of Wrestling at the North Bar and a live Talking Shop at the North Bar. Sunday afternoon, tickets will be available soon. Keep your eyes on the Talking Shop boys, Rocky Romero, Carl Anderson, and Big Luke Gallows. Other than that, going to keep plugging away. I'm excited for you to listen to this talk. It was very fun. I'm going to take a quick little break, and then we'll come back with Dr. Luther.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hyperice
4: Just a couple of young chaps having a conversation. Look
1: at us. Look at us.
3: Young whippersnappers. Unbelievable. When you started wrestling, did you picture being in the wrestling industry in 2022?
4: Or did you not think about anything? I didn't. I mean, back when I started, I thought someone who was 33 was super old. Right? Fucking wild. A a 28-year-old was like, oh my God. Old man. Are they getting out of the business soon? Why yeah. are they still wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I remember thinking guys that were 33, 35 were like, oh, my God, these guys are like grandfathers. Yes. They're so old. There was
3: a guy named the Berlin Bomber who came, I remember he came to my first show on a motorcycle, and he was just like, the epitome of like a Wisconsin blonde-haired, like uh, like brawny ax man. you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? I was just like, I was a kid. I was 18. I was 19. Did was, you think he was super cool? I did think he was cool, well, he had but a motorbike I was like, and big blonde hair. But I was like, what are you doing, man? Like this shitty show. Like you, you probably have kids and a four hundred one k. You know, I don't know. Like this is kids. he had the four hundred one. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> but kids, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was more like he was in a biker gang in my head nice. or something. And I was like, I'm on a dumb kids show here. What are you doing? You know. And he was, I think, like thirty one at the time or whatever.
4: Uh-huh, but sent around the block. But
3: seems so old to me. I, uh, yeah. The other day at the show, you told me that you broke in in 87. Is that right? 87. Yeah, I started training. Which just, I mean, I think about that. I've thought about (laughs) that so much since you told me. Because that was like, I was seven and that was my, like, 87 WWF. That's what I think about. Yeah. Like, that was my generation
4: of, like, falling in love with wrestling. Yeah, mine too. Even a little bit, maybe before. You know, like, Like I said before, when I grew up, this is like obviously a 1,000 years ago, we really only had three stations. And I remember watching Stampede Wrestling every week, every weekend, every Saturday. Watched it as a kid with my grandparents. And I had no idea there was wrestling in other places. Like, not a clue. Mm -hmm. And then we got WWF, right, at the time in the 80s. And I was like, what is this? It was just mind-boggling. And then I remember going out to my uh, other grandparents for, you know what, you know growing up they send you off to your aunts and uncles for the summer or wherever. I just, don't, but I understand. Okay, well, my like. parents, you know, get, hey, we need a month off from the kids. Let's send them <laughs> out to the grandparents. And my grandmother had uh, like a a dish or whatever, like a one of those huge, like a huge back in the day when they were giant outside, like a satellite dish. Or something, and but she got channels from all over America, which we didn't get. Because growing up in Canada back in the day, like obviously now with cable, everything's American, right? But when we grew up, it was just Canadian or British is basically what we got. So I remember watching all these, and we, I saw AWA and I saw NW, like different versions of N, NWA from wherever, like Georgia, I guess, and stuff. And I was just like, At what age do you think this was for you? This would have been in my. Early teens, okay, or so. Very pivotal, yeah. And I was just like, (laughs) "Who are these guys? What is like? What is going on?" And then I found my first Pro Wrestling magazine, and I was like, "There's more wrestling than Stampede Wrestling." Like, what part of Canada are you from? Calgary. Okay, so I didn't think there was anything. I was just like, just made me fall in love with it more. What did did the others compare to Stampede or like when you when you think of wrestling, is your head just thinking of like? Your childhood at Stampede? Well, I always wanted to, obviously, growing up, I either wanted to play pro hockey or wrestle. Those were my two options growing up. Um, so I wanted to be at Stampede Wrestling so bad. But I remember, like, I'd get to go to it once in a while live, and I'd watch it every week. And then we also got another. Um, so Saturdays was, was full for me. We'd have All-Star Wrestling on one channel from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. We had started getting that. And then we had Stampede and then WWF, like Maple Leaf Wrestling, which was just the the job show, I guess, or whatever you <laughs> want to call it. I don't know.
3: Right. But I mean, for those history buffs, it was like they did a deal with Tony or something. So they had to, like, use that air. Put time. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: But I still watched it. still loved it. And I remember first when I'd watched that. I Remember seeing Gamma sing on there, and then a young Bret Hart, and all, and I was like, "Those are Stampede guys on this show!" Like, mm-hmm. it, I thought it was just like mind blowing to me. I was super stoked, um, but I kept thinking like, "I want to be a wrestler," but being in WWF never entered my mind. It was always, "I want to be a Stampede wrestling." Oh, I want to be a Stampede wrestling. So, you were you around for the demise of Stampede wrestling? <laughs> I I started at Stampede wrestling. I ended up that's where I debuted. Right, which so. version? Um, It was still Stu was there And Bruce And Dynamite Kid Was the booker Um, So yeah So I got in Still when it was there's like Benoit was there Johnny Smith um, Don Morocco Davey Boy Like it had a lot of Good guys still Yeah So
2: it was pretty cool
3: Well I mean We'll get to that I mean there's some steps Before you get to Stampede (laughs) Wrestling
4: right But uh, Well so actually So when I was I kept thinking like Oh Stampede's so good And they're so good So I was like all-star wasn't as good but i still loved wrestling so I still watched it and i never thought you know to me it wasn't the same level but i was like maybe if i went to all-star because to me it was sort of like a minor league yeah. even though it wasn't but get your teeth wet. yeah i get my teeth and then i could work up to stamp like get into Stampede. that was my whole so if you standpoint. start
3: with stampede wrestling yeah were you, were you just in heaven
4: uh or was, was there a reality check it was pretty crazy it was, uh, I mean,
3: that's, that was your goal.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so my first real thing, like, so they call me and they're like, they were at the time going with two crews. They had so many guys at the time. So they're like, Hey, we have a, um, we have this show in Bragg Creek, Alberta. And so you're going to be booked. Do you want to wrestle on? I was like, of course. Who I'm calls gonna. you? Um, some referee lackey. I think it was <laughs> the, one of the referee guys I can't even remember now who, who told me I think it was one of the guys that helped out with the camp too but also refereed of course mm-hmm. right and so they're like oh you're also going to be in a parade and I'm like like the Bragg Creek uh cool awesome days or something I don't know whatever it's called but I'm like no that's uh, exactly what it was that is what of those <laughs> cool awesome days <laughs> and so I remember going to, so I go there you know I'm super you know you're super scared you're first but super happy too so I get there and it's me and some other guy that I've never met, He's never been on the show before. He got called to come in too, I guess. It's me and this guy in the back of this like truck and we're driving around and all of a sudden I noticed we're in the parade, but there's no we're the stampede wrestling guys in the parade and and you've never wrestled never one match wrestled in the before. Stand, yeah. And I was so I'd be like this is really odd. <laughs> but then we got to the show and it was cool. There was no Little little trivia to the first show. There was no apron, so they put the apron on. But I guess Davy that Davy Boy used the ring the night before or two nights before, and bled so much in it they didn't clean it so they couldn't use the apron cuz it was the old camp the canvas mm-hmm. apron had blood all over so they just used the foam pad <laughs> we just used the pad oh my god no apron that's so scrubby <laughs> dude yeah <laughs> so he had used the ring just for fun and blood no they over. had a show oh they had a show <laughs> and but so the brag creek what i realized was definitely the b crew if not the like f crew mm-hmm. um but it was cool. Uh, I still was there, and there was still like, I don't know, 100 and some people, I guess. You were and still officially starting with Stampede Wrestling. Still rest. officially starting and semi-main event in my first match. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get – how did we get to Stampede Wrestling? So kid in
4: Calgary, loved <coughs> hockey, loved wrestling. So I contacted them. So I I was pretty big uh, growing up. Like I was like six feet tall by the time I was 11 or 12 and athletic, played lots of sports. And I remember calling them – when I was fifteen, because okay. I saw an ad, you know, they used to put the ads, Heart Brothers Pro Wrestling Camp, and I worked at this like video store and stuff like that. And I remember being at the video store and I saw it, and I was like, I really want to be a wrestler. Like I want to do that. And this other guy was working with me. It was like you got to call him. Like he was older. He was super old. He was probably like nineteen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But he was like, you got to call him, man. I was like, ah, oh, but like I was kind of scared. You know, like fifteen years old. It's mm-hmm. like. So I remember calling, and Keith Hart answered, and so I recognized his voice right away, and I talked to him, and he was basically told me I'm too young, and he's like, "How big are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm like six foot tall, and I weigh like, at the time maybe like 165, 170 or something." He's like, "Yeah, you got to just get a little bigger, um, hit the weights, and you know get a hold of this when you're older." You could have just said 190, and then he'd be like, "Okay." I could have totally lied, but. <laughs> well first too he's like you got the money I go yeah had like I work like I had a job all the time too and I was like yeah but he's like oh you're too young at 15 back then which I probably would have been back then because now it's different now you can be younger and yeah. like the guys you, you know from back then the guys now aren't total assholes like they used to be right you know so I mean still you know there's traces of that yes but it, not like it was of course you know what I mean like you being young in our dressing room now, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, like with us. Maybe on an indie show, I'm not sure, but with us, you'd be fine. Um, but, but back but then, guys were ruthless. Right, especially you know? especially cat, especially territory places. Yeah that that's all you do is be ruthless and a locker room. They're ruthless and they're scared for their spots. Right. And, they're, you know, the whole bit. And yeah. I get it. And I was like, why would you be scared of a 15-year-old? Sorry to interrupt. Over on Patreon, the shows are ad-free. But here, I'm going to take
3: a quick little break and play some ads. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
3: I have a friend named graham clark who's a who's a Calgarian comedian, and he would just always he always tells me stories that like the hearts are just all around calgary like every like every heart has been your
4: substitute teacher, oh yeah, I don't know if that was the case before this the, phone call uh well, I never had one because I grew up in like outside of calgary okay. a little town, but yeah they they all were substitute teachers and firemen it seems <laughs> right like. yeah, yeah okay. firemen and substitute teachers and uh yeah, so I just you know went about my normal growing up stuff playing mm-hmm. hockey and stuff and then um i had a friend who went to was going to the camp and this is when you know a couple years later i did what they said and i worked out and i put on, i got up to like 245 jesus yeah i guess you were growing also yeah <laughs> i was growing and like a six one two forty five or whatever so and i was still in high school it he was going, he's like, hey, come on down. They said, like, to bring some people down or whatever. You should come check it out. And so I was like, oh, that'd be awesome, like, to go down there. And so I went and went there. And um, it was cool. Like, there's, a you know, you saw a ring. It was like, it's a, it's a real wrestling. Like, this is a real wrestling ring. And this is like. And official Stampede stuff around, right? It was cool, yeah. There the posters everywhere. And, like, everything was cool. This wasn't at Stu's. This was, like, in a, another building or whatever, but um, so I went there and then they were like, Hey, come on in. And so I went in and then it was kind of weird. It was like, obviously you, you wrestled growing up, like, I don't know, quote unquote backyard wrestling or wrestling yeah. in your basement. Right. You know, like we all did. Right. Yeah. And so everybody started the couple of us that were there. It, it just turned into that, like kind of <laughs> playing around, you know what I mean? And I was like, with no actual teacher kind of, you mean? Yeah. I, I don't know if there was anyone there. He just, this guy that was training just had us come in and I think, one of the referees were there or something but it was like I remember doing it and I was like this this <laughs> sucks <laughs> This isn't wrestling. and I thought that this was what it was Yeah, at this point because this guy was supposedly training right and I was like oh this is this is not what I maybe this is what I see and I just didn't know like mm-hmm. I don't know you know and so I was like but I caught on to the stuff they were doing pretty like pretty quick or whatever you watched and
3: you liked yeah yourself. watched it all the time attentive, right?
4: and I did a character you yeah. know what I mean like I just like I do like I do characters guys now, right, all the time. Was that what was it? 86 87? So that This that is point? about 87. So yeah. w- was it a Maybe mon- 86 before 87. Right,
3: was it a money take or was it like was it like they were trying to find wrestlers for Stampede like-
4: I think they they were trying to find guys for sure. Okay. I know and most of the camps they all had um they'd always try to find one or two guys. Like when I went to mine eventually, I was the only one that like quote-unquote made it and the next one there's one guy made it and then the next one after that i think two, uh i don't know if you've ever heard of him chris jericho and last storm and eh, they did okay it's just sound familiar yeah i think they had a career <laughs> right um like so the you know every camp they just looked for a couple blue chippers i guess you call it um and then the rest were just like thanks for your cash and they took their money but oh yeah yeah okay so what a camp was like six Months, six weeks, eight uh, weeks. I think it was. Tw- I want to say it was like three months. Okay, something like that. And it. W- I remember it was being like if you paid, if you quit within the first three days, you get like eighty percent of your money back, Ooh. and then it w- went less and less throughout. The- and after. Ten days, you get nothing back or something right. like that. So there would always be guys dropping out here and there. And you know how it is because they guys get there and realize it's super hard. Yeah, but that's why people just take ask for all the money up front because they know they're going to quit. That's like the old wrestling oh, yeah. scam. yeah. You know? Well, and so I don't even know if these guys got their money back. I just remember that was told to us first day. <laughs> how many? How many got their money back? I don't know. Right. It, it probably was going to. It was probably one of those things like, oh yeah, you'll get it back, and then they just never sent it. And what are you going to do?
3: Yeah. You know. Okay, so your. You, you so you stampede's your first show? Who, who's these guys are in the bad news Browns in the locker room or like?
4: I've been on shows with him and he, at that time no. Okay, yeah. It's just he's a great guy too, by the way. Super cool. Was a great yeah. guy. Super cool. Yeah. Guy. So I've heard. So I've heard.
3: Um, okay, so you're in stampede. You, so like whatever. Like you're training. You, you pass training. Yep. You get. So to I,
4: I actually had my first match. I'd only trade for like about a month and a half. I, that was kind of the same. Right? So yeah. yeah, and then I had my got my first guys because like we catch on kind of quick and they're like we need somebody we you're need doing people. the ring yeah. you're a young guy you're like a good looking young guy at the time i don't know what went wrong but they're like you'll be <laughs> good for the young people you know what i mean like it's yeah. so i was like cool and it was it was my mom was a seamstress so she used to make like all the guys stuff so i had tons of gear already i hadn't even had a match and i had like tons of cool of course, looking gear you were that guy yeah <laughs> i had, had bought I think at the time I had three pairs of different boots. Like you were ready for us. Yeah, I was set. <laughs> I was ready to go. Ring jackets, and that was back when Stampede Wrestling just wore the straight colored pants with the stars on the butt and the stripe. Maybe the can. There was a canvas.
3: Yeah. The the material was canvas. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. Stretch canvas, almost.
4: And I had more flashy stuff. Gotcha. So it was you know based off of inspiration of anybody or just. You know, I I remember like watching back then. Like I really liked Bruce. b Be- i thought Bruce B. was cool. Yeah. He had Cool looking stuff. He was you know? cool, man. He was cool. Yeah. And um, just you pick up different stuff from different people. You know, who were kind of more flashy, I guess. So so then, do you are you like a B player with Stampede until it's it goes down? Um,
3: like when Vince like buys it over or whatever. Well, I guess that was probably a little so earlier. So I was kind
4: of out near then. So I went there. Was there just for a little, like for a little bit, and then um, it was one of those things too. When I started, It was like anybody. Like I refereed matches. I sold pitchers or whatever they needed. You know, set up the ring, um, and then I got to wrestle if guys weren't there, or hurt, or they needed somebody. So that was pretty cool, and that's kind of how I got into to doing that, and then. I went out to Winnipeg um, to work for Candelo. Yeah. And uh, then I didn't really go to Stampede after that. And then they kind of folded right after. So that so, that first Stampede when you were just doing whatever, was it a full-time circuit for those guys? Was, was the people, were they all doing wrestling as a full-time job? they were doing five days a week or yeah, something, five okay. or six days a week. Yeah, I didn't do it five days because that's when I was starting. I was still in school. High so, school or? Yeah, or, high school. Okay. So I was still like going to school yep, <laughs> during yep. the during the weekday so i would do like a friday calgary and then w- sunday was edmonton and then S- sunday would be wherever okay so and then you graduate high school and then do you say i'm, I'm gonna be a full-time person boom <laughs> yeah on the road is that right yeah is that when did you graduate and then go to winnipeg mm-hmm. yeah and like how do you so i did all my stuff or took all my you know all my school stuff And then I didn't even go to my, like, graduation, because I was, like, after, because I went the week before the actual graduation stuff, and then was out. They just called me, and they are like, "Um, I can't remember his name. It was Chief... Something. Jay Strongbow, maybe? No, it wasn't him. (laughs) But I can't remember his name now. But he's like, yeah, he's going to pick you up at this gas station at this time. A wrestler. Yeah. Oh, I thought you went to your high school. I've never met him before. Didn't know any of these people. Like, I could have died at any point. No internet, no texting, right? Nothing. (laughs) Be at this. They were like, be at the the shell station at seven in the morning and this strange dude's gonna pick you up and and move you to winnipeg and drive you drive us out there or whatever yeah and then we'd be on the road because they had like a circuit going or whatever. yeah yeah parents okay with this yeah yeah whatever you're i you're didn't really man. tell them much either <laughs> like i was just like yeah, i'm wrestling and blah blah, blah. yeah but uh, i mean were
3: you like moving moving to winnipeg or? no
4: just taking like whatever my like suit f- like bag and like you know when you're a three kid, you,
3: week tours is that kind of
4: like um yeah this one was like I can't remember. Maybe five or something. Like, it was all set. And, of course, you know, it's it's classic Winnipeg stuff where half of it falls through when you get there, you know. But um, So you go there, and then I come back, and we'd be back for a couple of weeks, and then go back out there again. And I just started – I did that for a long time because I was like, okay, I I know I can go out, and I'm always going to be on these shows wrestling. Or if I stayed with Stampede at the time, I'm like hit or miss if I get on shows. So I took the – obviously – it's not as cool as being on Stampede Wrestling, but I'm wrestling right. more, so I took that one. And then who were were there some notable people on those shows? Um or was it just No? Yeah. Not that I can remember. And and, and Cadello is the guy who did the hell the very yeah. infamous Hell Tour. Yeah, I've been on a bunch of those. Later on, there was famous people or like good people on those. Yeah. But at the first ones when I went out, there was a lot of people that had been kind of, I guess, been around, but I just didn't really know like who's the who top of the bill on those shows? Yeah. Uh, there's a, a, older guy named, uh, Buffalo Bill Cody. He used to wrestle at Stampede back in the day mm-hmm. and he was out there. Um, that's who, like quote unquote scouted me when I was at Stampede. Okay. He, uh, after one of the shows, he's like, Hey, can I have a, have a talk with you? And he was like, it was, it was pretty cool. I like your gear. <laughs> well, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you did really good in there and you really, you do good. And, uh, I was like, Oh, thanks. And then he's like, you, he basically wanted me to come there to Winnipeg. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm like really want to like it, want to make it here." And then he it was kind of one of those things where he's like, "I'm going to write a number down for it like you know how it looks old carny guys He's yeah. like, "I'm going to write a number down and he, and see what you think, and he writes this number and slides it to me like upside down and I have to look at it and I was look at it he goes, "Is that how much you make a week here?" And I was like, "No he goes, "That's how much you make a week when you come to me." And I, was, I remember I was like, "Whoa, and it was 350 bucks." That's but huge. at the time, it was that's like, huge. that's like a million. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. And um, so I was like, okay, that'd be, that's a no brainer. I'll go for 350 bucks a week. Sorry to interrupt.
3: Over
0: on Patreon, the shows are ad free, but here I'm going to take a quick little. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
5: sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com with the lucky
4: land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
3: You are a full-time wrestler at that point. Yeah.
4: Yes, 100%. Yeah, until it got totally... uh... Oh, one show doesn't happen, now (laughs) it's 300, right? (laughs) Well, it was just so stupid. So after, I don't know, maybe a month or something like that, Cody and Cadella had a fight, and Cody got fired because he was the booker and agent and supposedly a partner. He got fired, and um, so then when I went to get my... pay for the next weeks it was way less than that. it was like a hundred bucks or something like that and I was like oh I'm supposed to make 350 and I remember Cadel going like uh, no that's what you make there I go oh no Like I have a contract that Cody is and he rips, rips, <laughs> he rips it and he goes well he doesn't work here anymore he ripped up your contract. Yeah, you but, had a contract. Well, some piece of paper. Oh, the paper that he slid over. <laughs> no, it was yes. a, this oh. other paper that said like you'll make three like, hundred. Oh, I like How the idea. Legal? That, I like the idea of the, the paper he slid <laughs> yeah, over to you his contract. Been, I should have went with that. <laughs> That's gonna be my new story. Yeah. So, but I was like, so I was like, oh, okay. Like I was, I was still a kid. I was like, oh, all right. Well, I'll take a hundred bucks then. Of course, you know. Of course. Um, so you did that for a while. Yeah, you know what. I wish we would have known back then, because all these shows did pretty well, especially if like going to uh, some of the reservations, but we never capitalized on merchandise or pictures mm. or- Not even Cadello? He used to sell Polaroids. I mean, that's what the promoters are known for. They're the ones yeah. that are doing the merch. He would sell Polaroids. That's it. That's but it. I wish I, you know, if we would have known back then, like all the gimmick stores, like of we, course, we set up tables and stuff. Of course. I find it now when I go to an indie show and I have the, all the you know you set up your stuff. I find it hard because I was never brought up to do that, mm-hmm. and I find it difficult for myself to Humble Do you find do it that. humbling to stand behind the table? Do you mean or um, no? I like that because I like talking to the people. Of course, right? I just not good at hey buy my come buy my stuff buy you don't my have pictures to be like that. You know, <laughs> I, look some of the guys do that right? Like, but we're established enough. Not saying that like. We don't have
3: not we don't have to do it because they're all going to buy it, but it's like we don't need the money that desperate. Like
4: yeah, you I, know what I end up having to do like probably seventy percent of the time. If there's little kids, I end up autographing my eight by ten and giving it to them. Yeah, I have you
3: separate know. card car, uh, oh, eight by tens, five by sevens. That I just have, and if I see a kid, I will always just like, oh, yeah, here you that's go. awesome. They're, they're not going to spend. And now, yeah. like eight by ten price, you know, when I when I first started in ninety nine, they were two to three dollars. Then, then I remember making the big jump to five, and Oof. then big the
4: big jump to ten, and, and now that was it's, scary, right? Like, that was twenty, and yeah, I'm like, twenty good lord, I, like I feel
3: bad <laughs> charging that. I saw
4: mine uh, twenty bucks or two for thirty. There you go. Yeah, yeah
3: it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is now. Yeah, uh, it, but back in in eighty seven, it was probably fifty cents.
4: Probably, if you
3: if you were to have done it,
4: but I still probably would have made probably the same amount or more than I made in my weekly right. guarantee it, well, if I would have been
3: doing it. up, and, adds up. It. and that, you know that's the first lesson I learned when I started full time wrestling was I need this merch to yeah. subsidize this twenty five dollar payday that I'm but making. We, you know? we
4: just had no concept of like T shirts or it's. That's just that. That's one of the ways too. The business change you don't really think about mm-hmm. was merchandise branding yourself. But oh, that's I, some oh, of that's oh, I think about it.
3: Wow, well, oh, I know you do. <laughs> it's all I ever thought about.
4: <laughs> I was not good at that.
3: You became like a world traveler. Which must, I, I, was it hard? Because I always think of so when I like ninety nine two thousand. when I started. The Canadians were all just like in a different world, mm. and so you wouldn't like hear of them except maybe a Bobby Roode or so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and so. As I kind of do my research, I it seems like a lot of the Canadians would trade with England. England, Japan. England and Japan. Yeah. But like it wouldn't make a mark on my dumb wrestling American brain. But these guys were doing these trips. Like when yeah. I went first time I went to like Butlands, there was a guy named Adam Swift, I think, from Calgary. There was uh APOC, you know, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. And and I and I was just like, oh, I didn't know there was like another world of these guys doing these international tours and going back and forth and making a living and He's a good laddie. Great lad. Great yeah. lad, yeah. So is, is that did you get on that trade system almost of like
4: um well I I just did um Japan and South Africa. I did like five trips to South Africa. I was booked to go to England and then ended up not taking it. I think I just came back to Canada for a bit and then went back to South Africa. And I'm, I i heard I made the right decision so I heard <laughs> a bunch of bad stuff. Happen,
3: but, but if you're isolated in this territory, how do you start getting connections for?
4: Well, the Japan thing, I got there because we got scouted. They sent scouts over to watch us. That's weird. No. who um, to, to Canela shows? No, this was <laughs> in uh, Calgary. Okay. Um So I wasn't, it was basically they sent scouts out to watch uh, Chris and Lance. And uh, I just like sparred with them in the ring. It was just an empty like uh, community center with a ring. And there was um, the agent or quote unquote agent we had at the time, the scout, and then maybe one or two other people. And I wasn't even supposed to wrestle. And then Chris asked me to do it. And I wrestled and yeah, I got they approached me right after. Wild, yeah. Which was the first one? Hmm? Where'd you go first? Japan, yeah. What? Uh, oh, FMW. FMW, yeah, yeah, FMW. And so that was that was crazy. I didn't. I mean, I I was wrestling with Calgary at the time. as Luscious Lenny St. Clair, mm-hmm. and um, just a hot babe. Just a hot <laughs> babe. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of was. So what I did was because in. In the Alberta area, they don't really like the French much. Or, you know, back then, it was all different. So I used to learn a phrase. So I would always say I was from Montreal or whatever. And I'd wear a little beret, whatever. And I would learn uh, something to say in French for, on the mic before my matches every week. And it was cool because all the English people would hate me. I'm speaking French, not English. But all the people that were French there would not like me because they knew I was not French <laughs> and was totally bullshitting yeah. it the whole time. So I, yeah, I got good heat both ways. Okay, but that they were talking. So when I talked to the uh, the scout guy, I talked and he's like, I don't know if that's going to be a good gimmick or a good name. So I really had no idea what I was gonna do. Really. Uh, it came to me after a little bit. So, even on the airplane, my mannerisms and all the character work, I figured it out as I was flying there. So, they brought you over and you were Dr. Luther for FMW or no? Um Yeah, I was Dr. Luther for FMW. So, they like the first did magazine. So, did you know what FMW was? Had no idea. I mean, not it, a clue. All I knew was Chris and Lance had gone there the year before. So, we went on a Cali tour or we went down to California and did a couple of shows down there. And then I remember they came back and I stayed to do more shows and they ended up going to Japan for, for a tour and I get, they did pretty good, but they were really green still. They were like brand new and they told them, uh, we're going to send you back wrestling Canada for another year and then send people out to, or then we'll check on you. And that's what this was the check on them. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: And, but I mean, FMW, like obviously, you know, I know you were a little upset, um, but people got to learn a little bit more about it because of the Vice show. Uh, but it was like a cultural fucking badass thing.
4: Yeah. And was, you were part of it. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, a lot of, you know, at the time, All Japan was king. But, and then uh, to me, from just being there and from hearing different things, like number two would. Kind of flip-flop between FMW and New Japan. You know, take Wild. turns of being number two. And whatever.
3: then were you doing hardcore stuff in Calgary and that kind of stuff?
4: Um, I did after I went to Japan. When i come back, I'd have a couple and different things. Was it just the idea of like
3: you were like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but were you like mesmerized by like the style and what's happening? And you are like, I think maybe I want to be a part of this. Or I could bring this back to Canada and be very... Uh.
4: Well, when I came back, everyone was just all of a sudden... <laughs> You know what it's like when you get when you get booked somewhere and you go somewhere. When you come back, all of a sudden, you're everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like you're cool, man. Yeah, coming yeah. to England, it's yeah. like, oh, he's like really high, high, high up now. He's even a real though, wrestler. Yeah, a real, yeah, even though you're exactly the same as you were two weeks before. Of you course. Went. Yeah. So people, so people but you're gave not me more because food those food.
3: people weren't where were you you go you went there. They did not. Those that's wrestlers. That's true. Yeah,
4: that's true. So and I tried different gimmicks when I got back. Like I tried to go as the Atomic Punk, and then. A couple other things and then I ended up just being like I'm gonna uh just keep the Dr. Luther name but I'll change sort of the look but keep the same name or whatever right, but
3: you were at FMW
4: they were doing innovative shit yeah so like yeah so when I got back like I did more chain matches and stuff and just dumb things because they knew I would do it at that point right I guess
3: I mean that's what I'm saying like were you wa-
4: were you watching while in FMW trying to make a name for yourself. but like I had no idea what to do when I got there. My <laughs> first time out too, I was like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Like, it, You know what was good was that I didn't know who the guys were, like I had no <laughs> idea, so I yeah. wasn't scared or yeah. nervous. Right. To me it was just like, oh, I'm going to work these guys. Yeah, And then I guess one of the things that kind of, um, that helped elevate me, I don't know if that's the right word, would be um, if they dished it out, I just took it and gave it back. Mm-hmm. Like other guys go over and they get hit, Super hard, and they don't like it. You know how it is. They just yeah. don't like it stiff, and and I was like, that's cool. If that's how we're playing, that's how we'll play. Right. Like I'm, nor here nor there with it. Well, however it is, even here if we're in the ring. I'm going to go with what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm good either way. I'm not mad at you. If that's your
0: style, that's cool. Well, I can adapt to it. Right. Sorry to interrupt. Over on Patreon, the shows are ad-free, but here, Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's
3: my little escape.
0: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the
0: bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses
0: are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm
3: going to take a quick little break and play some ads. We'll be right back. Who are the, who are like the so who are the guy jeans like over the years that you would
4: share buses and tours with? Ah, Mike Awesome, Horace Boulder, Sabu. <laughs> uh, there's like sometimes we get different American guys who come in and not gel too good with the system and then i never see them again can you I, I don't i don't think that's like insulting to say to those people is it or i don't even not even remember their <laughs> just names just random guys from yeah. tennessee
3: that came in from yeah tennessee and florida guys <laughs> yeah. would
4: come in and I'd never see them i i the only th- I remember one guy came in, but I don't remember his full name. I just remember he was the Alligator Man or the Gator Man. Love like, it. Yeah, I love it. So, but super nice guy. Internet, find me the Alligator Man. Right <laughs> super <now. laughs> super nice guy. Uh, I really liked him, but yeah, he never. He, I think he only did one one tour. Bill Anderson was there. Luis Piccoli. There, you remember is. Luis Piccoli? Of he came out a bunch of times. Uh, had good matches with him. Bill Anderson would come out quite a bit, and he would always have a different gimmick. <laughs> like different hooded gimmick, so it was it was good for him. He got to do a lot of different trips. Um, he was cool, but I usually hung around with um, Mike Awesome most of the time yeah, when I was there. And then what? Like I'm Big Titan. I don't know yeah, if Rick, Rick Abaga. Yeah.
3: fuck, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he was from Calgary. Nice, yeah, a good Calgary boy. Uh, rest in peace. Just passed, I think. Yeah, yeah. last year. Um, yeah.
4: What was? How long was your your Japan run? Um, I've told like ten years. Fuck. Yeah. Two thousand one was the last time I I did a FMW pay per view. I think I think that's the last one. And was it all FMW? No, I I did FMW, IWA Japan, which was a lot of fun as well. Uh, WAR, which was was there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did Onita Pro. I wrestled a couple times, so I could wrestle a couple times with like Michinoko. But I don't know if it was Michinoko or an offshoot of FMW. But they had like the cross yeah promotional things
3: yeah i did a weird one for like ddt and big japan and i was like i don't know if i that counts as wrestling for big japan yeah that's yeah, that's yeah, where yeah,
4: i'm yeah. at it was like a cross thing and i'm like oh, i don't know which one it is okay um but i did a couple with that um but i wrestled Sas- sasuke great sasuke yeah yeah so that's why i was like is this a okay pro right. show yeah i don't so, know if who else
3: so did you do you try to come back I mean what's is the like the goal like to try to like get a WWF job at that point or like like once the ten years is up or whatever well I
4: did I did have couple cups cups of coffee with WWE or WWF at the time Um, I've had a few matches there and then uh, was out they flew me out to Connecticut uh, to stay I was there for a week at their training facility before okay and, and you know, it's one of those things. Is like I've heard different things to the grapevine. Like, oh, we got you, and we have you an, an idea for you with this, and then it would fall through, or this, and then you know, then eventually it's just you're forgotten about it or whatever.
3: Were, were you saying to yourself, like, I have this is my goal, my short term goal, my long
4: term goal, or were you just going well, with the punch? My first, my first thing, obviously, was Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, and I remember being when when we'd be. Uh, training and stuff like all the posters and always talking like is all Japan because all the guys from Calgary went to Japan all the time you know they wore their capital sportswear gear (laughs) and Roberto jacket you know the whole bit and I was just like I really want to go to like I didn't even think about really going to American wrestling at the time I was I want to go to Japan yeah and then but that seemed like that would never happen like so far and then when that kind of faded after working like the I guess independent scenes around Canada and stuff that was kind of right out of my head at that point at that point i was just trying to get my chops and see what's up and then you know like i said i got called i think it was on the cruise when i was talking about the Stu hart calling did i talk about calling for WWF yes. at the time yeah. but i went to tony's because i signed something and i gave my word like whatever <laughs> yeah but so i yeah i never thought i i tried like i've had a cup of coffee everywhere wwe WCW, ECW, like all of them, like I've, I've wrestled in all of What'd them. What'd you do for those guys? WCW, I was on the very last worldwide taping. <laughs> um, so I got offered a contract and then taken the contract taken away in this same breath. Cause they were like, uh, Oh, so you're American. I go, Oh no, my girlfriend at the time is American. And they're like, Oh, well, you have a, you're, dual-assisted work permit? I was like, no, I don't have a work permit. And they're like, oh, they're like, okay, well, we're going to, we're, we got something we can't really tell. We're not telling people yet, but I'll tell you right now. It's like, we're getting bought out soon, but, so we're not sign, We're not getting work permits. Gotcha. If you already were, we would sign. So basically, I lost because I didn't have my green card at the time. What were they doing? Where were they doing shows that you were there? Was, was uh, up in Canada, they did a Canadian loop. Ah, okay. So I was on the Canadian loop. Gotcha. And um, so that was cool. And then, but still, like, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. And um, ECW. ECW. I went and wrestled. Uh, so a little little fun fact about that. Is I wrestled in Buffalo, and there was a young butcher who was at the show and watched. He brought it up. It's like, oh, I watched you wrestle in Buffalo. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's so fun. Yeah. Who'd
3: you wrestle in ACW?
4: Um, at that show, I think I wrestled Tommy Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Did yeah. you do a couple? Just... I did like, I think, two, three matches for gotcha. them or so. And so I remember talking to them after, and they're like, oh, we'd love, like, love to have you here, but we can't really pay you. Yeah, And I was like, well, like, what do you mean by you can't pay me? But they weren't, I guess they're not paying a lot of people at the time. And I was like, well, I need for me to like move here and do, I need, I need to be paid. Yeah. Like something. Some of those guys were doing, and they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But to me, it was still a business because I was making pretty good on the West Coast and going to Japan. Mm -hmm. And I was working 15 to 25 shows a month. Like, so I was doing really well. And so I was like, well, it's one of those things that once again, ECW's got the name, but I'm making more money just wrestling yeah. Canada and the West Coast and American stuff. So I chose to stay okay. back where I could, you know,
3: and pay my rent. Right. But then, so after 2000, let's say if you do 80, 87, whatever, 2001, I mean, there's still. 20 years there's a 20 year
4: gap of just like is it it's just Canada shows Canada like I wrestled a lot for ECCW we we ran a lot in uh, Washington State and all over BC I wrestled for some companies in Alberta that ran Alberta Saskatchewan Manitoba um, all up north mm-hmm. like Northwest Territories which is really cool yeah and uh, wrestled for Portland Wrestling for a long time the and, the and, reboot in
3: Portland the reboot with <laughs> Roddy Piper or? Uh,
4: the one before that. <laughs> I know there's yeah. a lot of different reboots. Of so theirs, it was right? like the first generational reboot,
3: I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you talked to earlier about reservations. Can you yeah. tell everybody like what that means or is? Uh, the natives would have a so, reservation, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. So basically all the uh, native Canadians or the first nations, um, that's where they all live. It's like the towns, I guess, would be lack of a better word. Yeah, I don't um, know. So they would buy the shows, and we would drive in the wintertime on these frozen, basically like man-made roads where you can't really drive very fast. So these like are the hell tours, then. Hell tours. Okay. In the summertime, sometimes you could get in there, but you got to fly in. Mm-hmm. So usually in the summertime, we wouldn't go up to the north-north. So that's why they do them in the winter, because... You, you drive get, over the water. Yeah, I drive over ah, the frozen lakes. Gotcha. Okay. Which is scary <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Um, but in the summer we hit the more southern ones when you can. So we do like more of the towns and then some of the southern r- reservations. In the winter we do all the northern ones that get no, no uh, entertainment at all. And so they live. Do they live for it or is it just another thing? And you just happen to be there. Um, <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay. So some of them we go and. It would be crazy. Are you not selling merch, you fucking idiot, dude? This was before I even (laughs) knew about that stuff. Okay, it would be crazy. And then other times we go to the shows, and it's just it was like a daycare center. It was like we just had all the kids from the like they just drop all their kids off, right? And then they would go play bingo or something. I don't know what they do. So that was crazy. It'd either be one or the other, or the show would be completely canceled. Because if anyone dies on the reservation, the whole place shuts down yes, for a Yes, I've week. heard those stories before. So we get there. Heartbreaking. Just play floor hockey all night, and then sleep, and then get up and try to go to the next place. I think there was a documentary about that, and it happened while that, they were filming
3: that it happens documentary. Happens
4: every year. Every year. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of um, depression on the reservations, and people, Yes, you know parish up there on their own hand, so so they shut everything
3: down. And those those tours were like I I guess notoriously Edge and right Edge and Christian. Yeah, the last one
4: I was on was Edge, Christian, Johnny Swinger, myself, Don Callis, and I think Joe Legend was maybe on it too. Just a who's who, just a great wrestling card. That band is. Stacked, yeah, and no one gave a shit.
2: Like, no care.
3: <laughs> it wasn't filmed. It wasn't on the internet. No, nope. it just was. Nope. So I you have guys a few. 20 I have a
4: few pictures that yeah. can prove that it happened. Oh, God, I'd love but to see them. That's it. You should post them. Oh. <laughs> that uh, I think there, I had some up. I have to try to dig through my photo albums when I get home now and show you. I, I remember one time, uh Paul Lazenby was on it too. You know, Paul. I yeah, think. of course. Uh, so Paul used to take lots of pictures, which is great. Oh, Lance Storm was on him too. Like, Wild. Yeah. Wild. And um I remember we were driving and we saw this like semi-truck, this rig halfway in the broken through the ice, like hanging basically as soon as the thawed, that thing's going down. Okay. And it so we drove by this and it's like just the, the top end sticking up and the rest the whole bottom end is in the submerged in the water and the ice and I'm like thinking can that crack over this way as we're driving over right. it? It's like super scary. And no one was in the in it? No. no one and was you in just it. left it? Well, oh, what else are you gonna do?
3: <laughs> I don't know. We took pictures.
5: So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Ad
4: free, but here, I'm going to take a quick little break and play some
3: ads. We'll be right back.
4: Well, Tony <laughs> would always do this thing. It would always catch all the new guys where he'd drive and he'd be like, start acting weird. And he's like, you hear that? Oh, and then he'd go slower and he's like... And he'd be, make these faces at like not at you but like kind of to himself. But you could see him doing it, and so I'd be. I remember the first time too. But other people would like freak out. I remember I Johnny cry. Swinger freaking out. I would. Cry. So he's like, I think the ice is it's it. like cracking, and so we we're always onto the joke or whatever. I remember Swingers in the back, and there's we took pictures of him. He's like almost like he's losing his mind. Of course. And he's like, oh my god! All of a sudden, he just. The truck's still going. It's just like barely moving. But he gets out of his truck, and everybody else like gets out, like starts running out of the vehicle because it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going straight. Right. And <laughs> as we're doing that, though, we're like classic horror film where we're pushing him to the back, and we're all trying to get out, and he's like freaking out, because like, he thinks we're going to go <laughs> yeah. down. Were there stories of of the ring truck going into the ice? Um, I've never. I don't know. Maybe I've never heard any, but I'm were, sure there's. They were never passed stuff. down from your. No Teams or whatever there there might have been I just don't remember gotcha. like maybe I know uh lot of classic you know breaking down and stuff like that, right. but you know when we're in the middle of nowhere too, like thankfully it would always break down one time we our band kind of broke down, but we were in like the town or whatever, so they got it he got to get it fixed no internet, no no internet texting. and the thing is if you're in the middle of this forest, it's minus. Like forty-seven Celsius, which I don't know what that is here. It's like basically you're dead if you're outside. Yeah. And uh, so if you break down, no one's gonna be driving by you. Is there stories of like people dying? Oh, I'm sure
3: dying? there is. Not wrestlers, but I'm sure there's people. People, that died. but I, yeah. I want to know the wrestler stories. It's a wrestling podcast.
4: I, I know, but I don't think any wrestlers have died on, uh, on there. But who knows? Maybe in, in the forties or something. Yeah, right? maybe back then. But. um that's wild. I don't, at the time, I didn't want to know if that happened anyway. Of anywhere, course. So you know? obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but get very real. It
3: was My crazy. My mom would
4: be so sad that I would, <laughs> would be mad at me for going on these tours. I just <laughs> never show back home. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> like, I remember, like me and Callis, we had it, we called it the dojo. So everybody, you know, we had the, the, Three seat van type thing, and mm. everyone's crammed in. So me and him, because we were like quote unquote the vets, we had shared the front. But one of us, we take turns, would lay on the whole bench while the other one was on the floor. We made like a little nest mm. there, and it was actually pretty warm where everyone else was freezing and sitting in their Yeah, three or four to a bed. You gotta, you gotta make your, you gotta make yourself comfortable. That's the yeah, the dojo. <laughs>
3: um, okay, and then uh, now you're you're in AEW. Yep. Yeah, like a, a great like what a second spark or whatever it would be i mean it's got to be exciting it's
4: every day is awesome yeah i love it um uh, i love being i love my tag team i love my tag team partner um i love had you guys known him. each other before this? never met him he's such a good dude he's the best yeah like, yeah he's like literally like my little brother serpentico
3: the snake man yeah and you guys get along well you're a fun little addition Yeah, it, we get
4: along super good um i smashed your face into a cake you did. <laughs> On I <TV>. owe you, <laughs> except except for that that stupid table. Yes, didn't break. Didn't even budge. Didn't
3: budge. Well, we still went through. You still got the classic cake in your face. I did.
4: Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I hate cake, so it was like, ugh. Yeah, I hate cake. I'm a pie man. But you hate cake. Well, I don't hate you it. Want but to I just cake. I just don't really eat it. It's not for you. Yeah, it's not I for understand.
3: me. What's your pie of choice?
4: Uh. I like key lime pie, Bleh.
3: and I like apple pie. Bleh. Don't put fr- you don't put fruits in pie. That's just me. What kind of pie do you have? Like a chocolate or oh pie my
4: pie. god,
3: <laughs> that's my snack. that's my dessert. Nice for another pie. A little yes, silk though. chocolate. Yes, <laughs> French silk pie is my f- French silk pie. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah French, that's my yeah. number one for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, I love being in AEW. Like we get a lot of leeway with stuff we want to do, which is great a uh, little creative control on our own end and i i think it's
3: important the diversity of where wrestlers have been in this company is so cool and that's why like mm. just the idea i don't know that you're like a guy that was an fmw is now in an AEW. like you know just like yeah just the randomness of it is so amazing to have you around and to it's, be a part of it's it. crazy yeah it's just like as someone who loves wrestling so much and like the history of of wrestling, like just the weirdness of the history of wrestling, and appreciative of guys who like go to different places. It's cool that you've, oh, you know, thank yeah, you. that you've that you've done these things and you've
4: gone out, and now you're part of the team. And, well, I love going. I mean, if we could, hopefully, when the world opens back up, I hope we all get to do it again. Yeah, for sure. I would love to go t- tour the world with you Let's and do it. elsewhere. Let's do it. Awesome. Uh, I appreciate you being on. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you,
3: my friend. All right, Luther is on Twitter at KillLutherKill, Instagram at Dr.Luther, and YouTube, Luther's World Of, which is his home to his vlog and podcast, which is his look at ghosts and the unexplained. This is the conclusion of the three in a row episodes. I will be coming back in late May, early June with another quote unquote series with something I'm looking forward to promoting. I hope you enjoyed these, I enjoyed doing these, I enjoyed putting these out, and I enjoy your support. Please don't leave us, though, as I still have plugs and...
2: Upcoming events!
3: Wrestling Anonymous and the whole collection of Pro Wrestling Fringe. Download those wherever you get your podcasts. All past archives of this podcast and those podcasts are ad-free over at patreon.com slash coldcabana. You can also get two monthly Wrestling Anonymous bonus shows on the Patreon. On the Patreon, while you're there, go grab some merch at ColtMerch.com and digitalcult.com, including those upper deck cards signed. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Colt Cabana. Twitch is free, but subscribers get some really fun benefits. That's just me playing video games and having a good time. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch. It's all at Colt ColtWrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. That's where you can hit me up for shows, conventions, any business or non-business stuff, or send me something fun to my P.O. Box, which is found over on my website, ColtCabana.com. Upcoming events, AEW is on the road constantly. Head on over to AllEliteWrestling.com to check those dates. I'm also doing select independent shows for now. The only thing on the books is Sunday, March 20th, St. Louis, Missouri, GloryProWrestling.com. And ticket information will be coming soon for a live Art of Wrestling in Chicago at the North Bar featuring the guys from Talking Shop. It's a double bill, Art of Wrestling and Talking Shop, Sunday, April 17th. BoltCabana.com for all other show information. Intro music is by the ukulele teacher on YouTube. Outro music by super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Rocketship. podcast, cover art and design by Jimmy Lee photo by James muscle. Thanks to our forever sponsor. One hour teas. They help run pro wrestling teas. That's where you can buy all of my t-shirts and cameo style video messages called shoots right over at pro wrestling slash Colt cabana. All right. This has been the art of wrestling for Colt cabana. I'm Colt cabana. Thanks.